Good morning. Today I want to share with you about a topic that I really enjoy speaking about. And that is to know God's will for our lives. And this is inseparable from us being able to hear and experience the leading of God personally. What makes this so enjoyable for me is not that I want to make much about myself of how I have heard God, but I want to make much about the Lord, of how he's been so kind, so good, so gracious to pursue me and to help me know his will, for me to be able to hear him and experience his leading in my life. I remember many years back as a young boy, uh, I was at a, at a place in my life where I needed to make some crucial decisions. And I was really worried and I was kind of anxious. Uh, and it was the, the need to make a decision was pressing in uh, hard on me. And I remember sharing this with a friend, uh, a, a dear brother in the Lord that time. And he encouraged me by saying something very simple, but very profound. And he said this, he said, Shannon, more than you wanting to know God's will for your life at this time, God is far more eager to reveal his will to you. And that really encouraged me. You see, we, we don't want to make much about our ability to hear God. I, I really don't think that that is what it is about. What this is about is the good shepherd. The good shepherd who's always there with us. Our Lord who's always pursuing us, encouraging us, not letting us go astray, even if we go astray to bring us back to him that we may experience his nearness, we may hear his voice, we may experience his leading in a very tangible and personal real way in our lives. And, and our lives would be a celebration of his grace, that our lives display his faithfulness and not any claims of our faithfulness. I, I remember as a, also as a young boy that uh, when, I, when the Lord saved me, I was so eager when I understood that God had a plan for my life um, God had a purpose for my life. I kept trying to find books about how to hear God, how to know God's will for my life. And all of those were so very helpful. I recently found uh, one uh, book, uh, not too big, but really helpful on how does one understand, how does one know God's will for your life. And I encourage you to make use of these books, read more about this. But here's, here's what I want to share with you this morning. And, and just because I like sharing about this, I actually picture myself, visualize myself, sitting with a cup of coffee and actually sharing uh, my heart with you all. That doesn't make it, uh, you know, feel casual, but just that I love talking about this because God has been so good to me and so gracious to me in this so important area of my life. I want to, um, before I really get to the specifics of it, I, I want to share something uh, that is simple uh, about two premise, premises on which this, this whole thing is based. And the first being that it's all about relationship. This is not about uh, knowing the right mantras, you know, or pressing the right buttons. This is not what Christianity is about. Christianity is about a real relationship that a child of God experiences with the Father. And that is why God gave his son to us, that in and through his son, we would come into a real living relationship with the father in the Holy Spirit. And so we must understand, my brothers and sisters, that when we talk about knowing God's will, understanding his purpose, you know, we talk about 
our call, knowing our call and fulfilling God's purpose for our life. Understand that all of this is in the context on the basis of a real relationship, not a make-believe relationship, not an imaginary relationship, because if that is, if it is so, then it will show in, the, in, in all the mistakes we do in, in that one does in life. But if it's a real relationship, which is biblical, which is growing, <clears throat> you know, then we will, be, we will see and we will experience the leading of God in our life. So it's all about relationship. You remember in John chapter 10, verse 26, this is what Jesus said. And look at the intimacy of what he's trying to bring about. But because you are, he's telling this to uh, the Pharisees and the non-believing Jews, but because you are not my sheep, you refuse to believe, he says. But in verse 27, he says of John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. Just look at um, these words. Rehear these words. My sheep listen to my voice. I mean, he's saying that is basically how the relationship works. This is the evidence of the relationship that I have with my sheep. My sheep, uh, they, are, they have the ability to hear me. They will not listen to the voice of a stranger. I know them and they follow me. And, and this is Christianity. This is supposed to be, this is meant to be our life story. You know, that we follow the voice of our good shepherd. So it's all about relationship. That's the first premise. Second, is, this is important. God speaks today. And he wants to speak to you today. He, wants to, he, he wanted to speak to you yesterday. He wants to speak to you tomorrow and the day after. He wants to speak to you six months from now if you're here on this planet Earth as, as his child. And he, if he's, his, he's still tarrying on his coming, he wants to speak to you every day of your life. He wants you to hear his voice. So this is very important that we understand that, beloved, that our faith is not meant to be historical. We don't just refer or glory in the, about the past, that this is how I heard God. This is how I experienced him. What about today? God speaks today. So between the ideas of a fixed biblical canon of scripture and a constantly speaking God, there is no contradiction. In the scriptures, God has caused to be written a full and sufficient body of truth. Holy men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit to record the words of God and knew what would be best suited to teach doctrine and to reprove, correct, and instruct in righteousness for all matters of life and faith. The point I make here is that if the living voice of God, which we ought to be hearing, experiencing daily, were not speaking in the world and in the hearts of men, the written word of God could have no meaning for us. For it is God himself, its author, who gives us illuminating understanding of the scriptures. And in a real personal way, teaches and empowers us to walk in the truth. You know, you've probably heard this saying, and it's, it's true, you know, the Bible is the only book where the author is present with every child of God 
who's reading it. Isn't that wonderful? So because God is speaking in his world, we are able to hear him speak in his word. So we must know this. And these are the two premises on which I'm going to be sharing uh, what I'm going to be sharing now in just a few moments. The first thing is that it's all about relationship. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. We're not following a set of rules and regulations. We're not following uh, empty traditions. Uh, we're not trying to press the right buttons or say some mantras. That won't work. We know Jesus. Either we know him, he knows us, or a person doesn't know him. It won't work. You can't fake it. Either we have a relationship or a person doesn't have a relationship. So number two is that God speaks today. He does. And he wants to speak to you. And I bring to you that encouragement that my uh, friend years back uh, gave me that, Shannon, more than you being eager to know God's will, God is eager that you know his will, that you hear his voice, that he will communicate. He will communicate to you in a way and in a manner uh, that you will know and know and know that it is God. It is not an easy thing not to hear him. You've probably not heard that before. It's not an easy thing to not hear God. When God speaks, it's loud and clear, but it's in the context of relationship. So here, I want to lay forth some things to you right now to kind of, you know, make this, uh, you know, very objective, to make this uh, understandable for you. In, in what ways, Shannon, can I experience in a growing way the hearing and the leading of God uh, so that I can know his will and his purpose for my life? First and foremost, rightfully, first and foremost, scripture. Logos and Rema. So, Logos, the study, the whole word to receive the whole counsel of God's word. And this is absolutely vital, beloved. The reading, the meditation, and the study of God's word is vital to understand the entire counsel of God. No portion of scripture is to be looked down upon or is to be considered irrelevant. From Genesis to Revelation, we pursue a systematic reading and a systematic studying of God's word. If you love Jesus, you love his word. If you want to hear Jesus, you hear him foremostly in the context of the foundation of his word. And that's why in, in Acts chapter 20, verse 27, we hear the apostle Paul uh, talking to the elders in, in, of Ephesus. And he says this, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. Or for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. So we need the entire counsel of God's word because as I mentioned to you earlier, that it is in that foundational framework with concerning all matters of life and faith and all the decisions that come with it. You know, when the foundation of God's word is laid well and consistently strengthened, those foundations are strengthened with continuous teaching and reading and studying of God's word. We are positioned better in our relationship with God in order to hear it. So when, the, when, we are, when we are building our lives upon the logos, then we are positioned well to hear the rema, the spoken word of God. And so uh, it, it just, just a reminder, you know, a verse or a portion of scripture is quickened by the Holy Spirit and it is received as a spoken word in our hearts. So the spoken word of God is known as the rema. 
and it is the word for the now it's the word for the present and logos is the written word of god so you know the more we read and study and understand god's word we are positioned well in order to experience god and know god and hear and experience his leading in different ways you know we feel safe to to experience and step out into those into the adventure of experiencing the leading of god the next thing is 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 prophecy when prophecy when god uses human channels to speak to us it is known as prophecy the gift of prophecy so the person could be operating in a gift of prophecy or he may be even in the ministry office of a prophet so in prophecy you have foretelling foretelling is speaking into the present situation that you are in and foretelling would be speaking into your future and i've experienced both in my life i've been blessed with the prophetic gifting uh, i don't have time to share with you some of the instances i've also experienced uh, i've had negative experiences about that where the people have spoken things and i felt the the claim that it was of god and i felt no this was not of god that's why paul rightfully says in first thessalonians 5 test all things test all prophecies test all things and hold fast to what is good they be tested by scripture and we tested by the office of the eldership it's good to not have somebody speaking prophecies to you without the knowledge of your elders it's not safe you're putting yourself in a dicey situation somebody's coming up to you and talking to you stuff uh that is not being tested so don't test it alone test it in the safety of godly leadership and community so foretelling and foretelling and both of that is is biblical but like i said it has to be tested for various factors such as the source the content it should be in line with god's word the timing the understanding and the wisdom to apply it. when where and how we got the wisdom questions when where and how so prophecy god can speak or even confirm things through prophecy thirdly god speaks through dreams and visions you know one third of the bible was communicated through dreams and and visions to its authors so it is the language of the holy spirit and the evidence of his working so we see that in joel 228 and even which is repeated by peter in acts 217 there are people who say well visions and dreams are not for today if you say that then you have to also say that the outpouring of the holy spirit is not for today because when peter quoted in acts 217 what the prophet joel had prophesied recorded in joel 228 he says in the last days i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will, and what is the result of it your sons and your daughters will prophesy your old men shall dream dreams young men shall see visions and upon my men servants and my maid servants i will pour out my spirit so what essentially the prophet joel prophesied which was echoed again on the day of pentecost by the apostle peter was that the church age will experience the continual outpouring of the holy spirit and when that happens dreams and visions and prophecies and the gifts of the holy spirit will be in operation the supernatural will be natural and it will be natural to be supernatural and we should expect god to speak to us today in prophecy in in dreams in visions but all of that must be based on the foundation of god's word if there's anything that even hints or has a smell of not being in line with god's word we reject it okay so so hallelujah our visions our thoughts and imaginations are faculties through which we receive visions so pictures can be dropped in our thoughts 
by a mere glimpse or more lasting, clearer pictures can also be received in our spirit by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit communicates to our thoughts and our imaginations. And God can use dreams while we're asleep. He can use the substance of dreams and communicate to us. Um, it could be symbolic. It could be literal. We've had some of us go through the course, The Art of Hearing God, uh, authored by John Paul Jackson. I encourage you to go through it again. Make an effort. Uh, get in touch with us if you want the videos again. and We can try and supply that to you. you many of you have the books. Go through the notes again and may God use you to sharpen uh, your gifting to be a blessing to others. So dreams and visions. So I just recollect what I've been saying. First and foremost, the foundation of scripture in which there is the Logos and the Rema. Secondly, I spoke about prophecy. Third, I've spoken about visions and dreams. And the next I speak to you about is inner voice. And this is the still small voice. God speaks to us where you know and know what he is saying to you. And that is so, so important, beloved, that as a child of God, as a sheep of his hands, that we be able to hear the still small voice of the Father, that he speaks to us by his spirit. You remember in Romans 8.15, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery that returns you to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself, that is the Holy Spirit, testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Beloved, it is natural, and I state this clearly, it is natural for a child of God to hear the voice of Abba Father. If you have experienced the sweet and unshakable assurance that the Father loves you and that you belong to him because he has awakened your heart to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is natural for you, based on that assurance, to also experience his leading, to hear his voice in the dailiness of your life. What keeps that strong, what keeps that experience real, is our daily communion with the Lord. I don't think it works well. I believe it doesn't work well if we have a touch and go relationship with the Lord, like prayers at just breakfast time or going to bed. You know, that will cause us to not experience that. That will not help us in experiencing the leading of the Holy Spirit and hearing his voice. So strengthen your relationship with the Lord by his grace and you will experience his leading and hear his still small voice clearly. God whispers, and our hearts have been designed to hear his voice and to treasure his words. Sixth, I also believe that uh, God uses conscience. And God uses our conscience in order to help us make judgment, judgments, especially on moral and ethical matters. So the spirit of God influences our conscience to discern between right from wrong and also to give clarity when making decisions. So uh, what we need to do is the more we educate ourselves in God's word, the more our conscience becomes alive to God and we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, Paul warns uh, in, in his letter to Timothy that in the last days, people's conscience 
will be seared with the hot iron. They'll become hard and insensitive to God. Let that not happen to us. May God help us to guard our hearts and that we will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So do not violate your conscience. If you know that there's an alarm going on, going off at on how you want to say it and you know the lord is warning you about something that you are doing or not doing respond to it ask god for his grace to be obedient to him and do not violate your conscience because that can cause serious issues in the way you discern matters of life and faith and your ability to make right moral and ethical decisions the other the next thing is counsel oh this is so good this is so important and many times in the book of proverbs and even in other places in the bible but especially in the book of proverbs we have been encouraged we've even been instructed and commanded to receive wise godly counsel and this is one of the things that has really gone up in my in my, in my life uh, and is that the willingness and the eagerness to talk not to just anybody but to talk to men and women of god godly men and women the who have earned their glory of gray hair by living a life of faith and obedience and even godly friends and people who are uh, you know who have gone ahead of you in god and experienced god's faithfulness their life bears witness uh, the fruit is evident uh, in their lives and even godly friends around you where you can share your heart share your struggles and even share the your dilemmas of the situation where you're in life and get wise counsel you know proverbs 11:14 says where there is no guidance the people fail but in abundance of counselors there is victory uh proverbs 15:22 says without consultations plans are frustrated but with many counselors they succeed proverbs 24:6 says for by wise guidance you will wage war and in abundance of counselors there is victory so to receive the blessing and fullness of all of the above your personal relationship and your personal time with the lord is essential so none of these things whether i spoke about dreams visions prophecy counsel can replace our personal relationship with god you see when our relationship with god is strong deep and fresh you know god is able to help us make use of these gifts and blessings of prophecy dreams and visions a uh, godly counsel in order to lead guide encourage and affirm us um so so make use of good counsel beloved you need to take the initiative uh, farhan we have always um done that my, my especially my farah would always encourage me uh, uh and remind me to take counsel of the elders and we've we've intentionally pursued people in our lives and and even till now we have and i have um people around me that i go to and take wise counsel you need to pick up the phone you need to arrange the meetings and say i want to come and meet with you i want to share my heart and share my life i want to receive invite godly people don't just uh, have meaningless chatter and talk about things that you know have no uh, edification but seek wise counsel your life will be enriched and your life will give evidence that you are walking wisely in accordance to god's will for your life Oh, uh, there there's so many more that I can share about. I'll I'll share one more, and maybe sometime in the future we can have an even more detailed study uh, about this. But this is important before I close for today, and that is circumstances. God uses circumstances 
to help us know his will and for help us understand his purpose in a given situation. God uses situations and circumstances to draw our attention or to speak to us. Um, so if there is a door shutting down, you know, you've been trying to pursue something, but if everything is going negative and you've been praying, you've been praying and if, and you know, you can hear, you get a sensing, this is not meant to be. And at the same time, God is, sh and you see circumstances shutting down, doors closing. It's probably God saying, I don't want you to go in that direction. I, I don't want you to walk through that because that's not my will for your life. But I, you know, but always remember if God closes one door, he will open another door. He will open a better door for you. Now, when I say this, I don't want you to misunderstand that walking with God is a problem-free life. No, it is not. In fact, the Bible says very clearly, excuse me, that those who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So troubles will come. There will be suffering even when we walk with Jesus, when, you know, narrow is the way. But you will have the assurance if you have truly heard and obeyed God. And you know and know and know that I am in his will. I'm walking in the direction that he has led me to. No matter what you go through, even the opposition you face or the challenges or the suffering and the pain, you know that God is with you. You have that sweet assurance. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil, nothing, because he is with me. But so you've got to be sure that the Lord truly has been your shepherd and you have not self-shepherded yourself. You're not... Uh, the master of your own life. You've not been doing what you want to do. And then saying, God, you know, I planned all of this. I've written my whole thing. Now you come and sign over here. You're, you're fooling yourself if you're trying to do that. And, and many Christians do that. They make their own plans. They make their desires and think that it is the voice of God. They're cheating themselves. They're fooling themselves. And then the results of their life show that they've really not been having an authentic walk with God. They have not been hearing and obeying God. They've basically been hearing their own desires and walking in their own desires. And then the results are obvious. So I, I want to say this very clearly, uh, that God can use circumstances. And many times, you know, at, at times like this, if, we, if a person is being stubborn, stubborn, not listening to the voice of God in, in their hearts, they're not listening to wise counsel, that because God loves you and he doesn't want you to lose uh, what he has for you eternally, even in this life and internally, at times he may shut down things uh, over here, uh, break things over here, so that you can awaken the fact that, you know, I think this is not of God. And you can seek him truly wholeheartedly and come to know and understand his purpose for your lives. There are so many ways that God speaks to us. And it's important to be sensitive. I can say more, but I don't want to say more without explaining. So I don't want to confuse anyone. But here's um, what I want to summarize in the end. I, just before I do that, I just want to rehearse what I've just said. Firstly, scripture, the study of scripture, studying the logos and being positioned well to hear the rema. Prophecy, the gift of prophecy. Uh, foretelling and foretelling, but all of this must be tested, tested that it should be biblical. Uh, the good thing to do is to, is to receive prophecy in the context of community, let the elders judge the prophecy. Uh, don't try to seek out personal prophets, you'll get into trouble. And uh, thirdly, dreams and visions. God uses visions while you're awake to show you pictures, Use, uses your thoughts, your imaginations to show you things. Uh, dreams while you're asleep, God can use the substance of dreams to communicate to you. 
Some of it can be literal, some of it can be symbolic, or the precious inner voice, the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. That's probably been the thing for me, impressions and the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. And yeah, I've been blessed by prophecy. And God can use your conscience and conscience that has been educated by the word of God and made sensitive to the Holy Spirit, especially to make moral, good, right, moral decisions. Do not violate your conscience, beloved. Listen to your conscience and uh, walk in the paths of righteousness. And counsel, the blessing of counsel, of godly, wise counsel. Don't talk to wrong people. Blessed is the man. And the woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoundrel, of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So seek out godly counselors, you know, uh, honor the gray hair, not just mine, but the gray hair of men and women of God who have walked ahead of us. Uh, you know, I have Uncle David Fernandez, I have Pastor Shelton who is with me, Pastor Cyril. These are men and women um, and their spouses that I've invited. Farhan me, my Farhan me are invited. Livy and Aisyang, they play a big role in our life. Uh, and they've been a blessing to us. I have few precious friends that I talk to. I even went out on them. So yeah, and they can handle it uh, because they love me and they love the Lord foremostly. So yes, the blessing of wise counsel. And um, the, what were the last things I mentioned, the, the few more that I, I don't want to mention right now, but circumstances. God can use circumstances, orchestrate events in a way that you know and understand what he's saying no to and what he's saying yes to, what he's closing and what he's opening up for you. So yes, in summary, as I said, increase your prayer life and the meditation of God's word. That's a good thing to pursue. Don't worry about, I want to know God's will. I want to know God's will. Yes, he wants you to know his will. He doesn't want to play hide and seek with you. He, he doesn't want to be dodgy. He wants to be upfront. He wants you to know his will, but he wants you to seek him. And when you seek him in the secret place, you will find him. If you seek him with all your heart, you would find him. Uh, also, keep a check on your heart. Guard your heart for out of it proceeds all the issues of life. So your motives, your attitudes, your desires, your attitude will determine your attitude and your hearing from God, beloved. So God will do something so powerful when we have the right heart posture. You know, I want, I want to end by reading the scripture where Jesus is speaking about how he hears the father and how he makes decisions and judgments. This is so insightful. And it just shows how important it is for us to seek the glory of God in all matters of life and faith, because it's not about God. You know, I like a quote that I just recently read uh, from John Piper, and he said this, the cross is not about, um, you know, that everything being made more, much more about us. The cross is not about, you know, things being made much more about us, they're making much of us. The cross is about us making much of God. You know, this is not about who am I, and, you know, I am great. and I am so precious. I, I was worthless. I was a sinner. I deserved hell. But Jesus, but Jesus, but God who is rich in mercy, you know, chose me before the foundation of the world. But, but God has been good to me. But God pursued me. Shannon was wayward. Shannon has done so many mistakes. But God didn't let go of Shannon. That is the story of of my life and ought to be the story of all our lives. 
So look, look at this. Look at how the relationship, we get a glimpse of the relationship between Jesus and the Father. I want to read this passage and close with this. John 5.30. Look at this. So beautiful. I'm able to do nothing from myself. Well, you know what that means? Jesus saying, independently of my own accord, but only as I'm taught by God, as I get his orders. This is the amplified version. Even as I hear, I judge. That means I decide as I'm bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And Jesus is saying, I'm not doing things of my own here. I'm listening to the Father and speaking to you. And my judgment is right. That means it's just, it's righteous, because I do not seek or consult my own will. Imagine Jesus saying that. I, that means I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and the pleasure of the Father who sent me. May we imitate Jesus. May we not just say it, but let this be the passion of our life. I only want to do the will and the pleasure of the Father who sent me. And that is why I want to know his will for my life. I, I don't want to know his will and purpose for my life because I want to know what is will and purpose of my life uh, so that whether I make it big or I'm going to have a great career or a shiny uh, new house, I want, to, I want to pursue my own desires. No, I want to know his will for my life because I want to walk in it and I want to bring him glory and honor and pleasure. So beloved, um, be encouraged that God wants you to know his will for your life. Be encouraged that he will pursue you, but respond to him wholeheartedly. Believe God for his grace to abide in his presence, to seek his face, to wait in his presence, to wait upon his word and to hear his voice. Wait till you hear him. He wants to speak and you will experience his leading and his guidance in your life. Be blessed. God will open up amazing things uh, in, through and for you. Um, and he, so be supernaturally natural, be naturally supernatural. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You are the sons and the daughters of the living God. God bless you. Mm -hmm.